There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Time for episode seventy five of Movie Juggernauts. Episode seventy six. Mm-hmm. So a quick little beverage before we begin. Yeah, I'm gonna have a sip of my Diet Coke. What did you just have? A Lipton's, I bet. No Lipton's today. It's uh, we have a filter on our water uh, dispenser on our refrigerator, mm-hmm. and oh my god, it changes the water into something very, very special. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I don't know what the thing costs. I think we change it once every six months, but man, is it worth it? Uh, I'd like to start today. Right out of the shoot with two questions with Putin, you know about martial law going on now. You heard about that? I did. What the hell is martial law? Well, it's basically when the government takes over, you've got to stay off the streets, um, and the military is in charge of everything. That's what it would mean in this country. I don't necessarily know what know what it means in Russia, but here martial law means the feds are in charge. That's usually what happens after a riot or a huge, you know, problem. We've had huge problems here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the two governor candidates debated last night whether that was handled okay. Uh, I don't know if it was martial law, but it sure didn't look good on TV. When I was sitting there watching, I'm thinking, oh, my God, is that the town I live in? It's on fire. And, you know, smoke, and it looked like it really – some parts of what they call uptown in Minneapolis almost look like Ukraine, uh, only not with the bombing parts, but the fires and the burning of the buildings. And I'll bet you if somebody could have got their hands on some bombs, they would have used them. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite part about that whole time. Like I had people calling me from friends of mine from Duluth and from like Rochester and from Mankato. Like, see, that's what happens when you go to the city. It's like, no, these guys, most of them were from out of town. We did not yeah. set our own stuff on fire. Like they think we did anyway, but they've also, um, they're still looking for that one guy with the baseball hat that started the fire at the auto zone or the auto parts thing. And that was one of the, that was when everything really started popping off that night. So I know they're trying to find that dude. 
but I think we should have martial law in this uh, city every once in a while just to get us all back in shape. <laughs> it's just like, okay, when they come rolling in with the tanks, it's like, okay, I know, I know that sounds kind of crazy. It does sound crazy. <laughs> it was not fun. The last time I can assure you, I was in downtown St. Paul. I'm four blocks from the Capitol. I had national guard posted around the corners and military vehicles driving down the street on the daily. And it was very unsettling mm -hmm. and no one's out on the road. Basically, everybody's still in COVID and quarantine. A lot of the people that were outside at all were the people that were homeless or unsheltered or, you know, walking around. And I don't ever want that again. I don't ever want to see martial law again. That wasn't technically martial law, though. Podcast number 76 is taken off in a dark, deep way. Jeez, and yeah. now two questions with Putin. <laughs> right. My first question is, who was the last person to kick in the balls? Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, the man. last person. It was probably the last person who did it, right? He probably yeah. got, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Have you ever kicked a man in the balls? Yes. Although, yeah. oh, God, I should not tell this story. I worked temporarily very briefly in my twenties over spring break at this bar in Tampa. A friend of mine got me a job there and I was basically working the front desk and like taking the cover charge and helping people find seating, blah, blah, blah. And this guy comes in and all the women who work there are really beautiful. And this guy comes in, he pays his cover. He walks around, he comes back and he's like, I choose you. And I was like, what? And he's like, I choose you. And I'm like, good story, dude. I, I, <laughs> I got nothing for you. I don't know what I'm being chosen for. And he gave me a $100 bill, just kind of slid it across the thing and asked me to kick him in his genitals for a hundred bucks. And I'm like, well, I'm wearing heels. You don't, and I'm not allowed to like take my shoes off and stuff. Like I'm, I'm, I'm already weirded out by this whole proposition. He's like, no, no. Like I want you to keep the shoes on. Mm -hmm. But I thought, you know what? F when do you ever get a hundred dollars to kick someone in the balls? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I, I kicked him. I kicked him. Like it was a, uh, like I, it was the playoffs and I was on the Vikings. How did he react? He just kind of bent over. Ugh and just kind of grabbed at his you know kind of bent over in his middle and just left i'll tell you what let's do if you know somebody who could have been there that night and you listen to this podcast we want to get that person that guy who wanted for a hundred dollars to be kicked in the balls we want to get him as a guest on the podcast <laughs> Right. That would be great. You know, everybody's doing like those serial podcasts and all that stuff. Like that's yeah. what we should do. We should definitely get that guy. You know, and you're hearing about these podcasts being uh, instrumental in getting an arrest made and a murder yeah. charge. I know. So a ball kicking ought to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> Were right? you in the greater Tampa area in say 1994? <laughs> Four. You remember the name of the bar? Oh, I do. I'm actually not going to put that out there, but yes, I do remember the name of the bar. I bet you anything we get uh, copycats now, they're going to want to be kicked in the balls. <laughs> you know what? Times are tough. No. I for a hundred dollars. You know what? There's inflation, right? I don't know what the inflation rate eight something like that. Ninety two dollars yep. for ninety two dollars. I will give you the inflation rate.
Two Questions with Putin on episode 76, Moon P. Jugged Hobbs. What was the last time you used a cash app and what for? A cash app? Yeah, you know, like he's out, you know, oh, I forgot my wallet. Sure. You know, in the in the Kremlin or whatever. Can you grab me that whatever the Russian version is of a of a Starbucks? He's got a cash app his buddy back. I didn't think about that, but you know, I'm sure he does it. I just did it moments ago. I, I use Zelle. Okay. I had to deal with Venmo where I had sent somebody in my family a big chunk of money. Uh, this was to help them through a divorce. And guess what? The money got lost. Ooh. On Venmo. And when I tried Ooh. to call Venmo, there's no humans. They've got no. numbers online. But this went weeks. And I had to kick up another 15K. Damn. Right? Mm-hmm. That's actually a pretty cheap divorce, 15,000, I guess. Mm, not for me, it wasn't. <laughs> not when it's 30. I finally got it back. Oh, good. Oh, God, I was nuts. Yep. I wish I could have kicked him in the balls, but I couldn't find him. There's nobody there at Venmo. Yeah, they definitely would not have given you $100. My second question for Putin is this. Which is your favorite fast food place? Ooh. Because, you know, in Russia... I'm sure they have versions of what we have. But, uh, you know, for me, I had a Culver's burger today. Love the sourdoughs. Love the, uh, well, the food at Culver's is just good. Um, I think one of the higher echelons in the fast food realm. But, I mean, you know, my love of Chick-fil-A goes way, way back. They have very strong political views on things. I hate it because they're not open on Sundays. They've got these breakfast little biscuits. Man, that's like it done died and gone to heaven. Mm -hmm. What's your second question for Putin? I was thinking back to one of our other podcasts when we were talking about Barbara Walters and what would Barbara ask? I think this is a very Barbara-esque question. Okay. What do you think you got right? What do you think you got right? I like that. Yeah, what do you think you got right? What do people not understand? If I was a dictator... And I've never been one and I have no desire to do that. However, if I was, first thing, people that chew with their mouth open have to go live somewhere else. It's fine if that's how you, you know, um, are born or you assign yourself, but I do not want to be around it. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. Oh my God. Neither do I. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you just, okay. I totally don't. No, uh, but let me, let me tell you. But go on about the show you don't watch. Yes, please. <laughs> Ooh, this was so sad. My wife and I try to watch some shows together. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things that we disagree on. And, you know, there's times when she needs something drama and I need something funny or she wants something. She has no problem with brutal shows as long as they're good. And for me, you know, I get freaked out a bit if a show is too nasty. But the other night, she wanted to watch Dancing with the Stars along with our little grandkids mm -hmm. and her daughter who was in dance. And we were all together. It was a weekend. We had the new TV and we turned it on uh, to show off the new TV. And since Dancing with the Stars was on, it was the season uh, kickoff. We got to see the level of stars they're using and most of them, I have no idea who any of them even are. That's what I mean. I would rather it be 
I, I think it's so you think you can dance or whatever. But what I loved as a kid for dance shows was Dance Fever. Do you remember Dance Fever? Don't really. Okay. So Dance Fever, it was couples. It was a couples competition. It was about showmanship, costumes, all this kind of stuff. And they had to come up with their own original routines. And this could be anybody, anybody from this, anywhere in the, in the country that could get on this show. And I loved that. This is like, these are all B stars, stars in quotes, stars in air quotes. The people that host the show aren't even really stars, except for, I think, Tyra Banks, right? She's on it. As a matter of fact, let's ask Google, who's on this year's Dancing with the Stars? Well, it's Carrie Ann Denabo. It's the, it's the obnoxious British guy. Len Goodman, Carrie Ann Inaba. Yeah, her I know. And who's the other one? No, he's just obnoxious. The one who is he the one who jumps up and screams about everything? Derek Huff. He is so gorgeous and such a great dancer. I don't know why they he talks too much. Let's just look. Let's just look at Derek. And I can't remember who the other judge is. I'll come up with it by the end of this show. I'm like, dude, it wasn't that good. That's the most I think I've ever talked about dancing with the stars. <laughs> so uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son name is Joseph Baina. It's no. not the one with, from the Kennedy side. It's the one no. from the uh, from his housekeeper. Yep, exactly. Oh, well, good for him. And then Selma Blair's on it. Wow, she has MS. Yeah, and I think she just dropped out, didn't she? She just dropped out. I watched yeah. her and, you know, she had speech issues related to her MS. Yep. Uh, you could tell, you know, she had her cane out. As she was moving around doing what she was doing, I was feeling it. And, you know, eventually her. she dropped out and I'm thinking, wow, she, and if you could have seen her dance, I mean, she was really good. I mean, for somebody that can't feel their leg, that's never good. And then that guy from Coda, the movie is on the guy that is, uh, is Deef. <laughs> Why do you always insist on saying Deef? Like, let it go. <laughs> you could just, you know what? We could even say the whole thing. Just say hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. He's hearing impaired. That guy, you know who I'm talking about. He can't hear the music and he dances perfectly. It's amazing because it's all in rhythm and he is hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. That's why that's a great story. Wayne Brady's on. He's been fun to watch. Sam, uh, Sam Champion, the guy from Good Morning America. Uh, I didn't know he was even gay and he came, you know, out. I don't know who he is, let alone that he was gay. Well, and I watch ABC a lot. You're really Um, obsessed with who's gay and who's not lately. I've been listening back to a couple podcasts. Once, once, once a podcast, you're always like, I think David, David Muir is gay. (laughs) So-and-so is gay. I don't know why you're, (laughs) are you exploring something, you know, in yourself? I know you've been doing (laughs) therapy. Like, am I gay? I think gay. There's a good chance I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you already told me about the women's pajamas. I'm not trying to stereotype <laughs> that all, if you're a straight man and you wear women pajam- women's pajamas, that you are secretly gay. I'm not saying that, but. Cheryl Ladd, remember here from Charlie's Angels? Well, Cheryl Ladd, now that's actually someone who was a star. Yes, I know who Cheryl Ladd is. She got booted. Jordan Sparks is really good. Jordan Sparks, I know who that is, but that's because of Idol, right? No, we played her music. No, I know. But didn't she get her break on Idol? Yes, she did. She was huge. Yeah. And then she gets on Dancing with the Stars. What could she go on next? There needs to be a geriatric one. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for your encouragement to keep going on uh, the show Dope Sick. Yes. Because episode one, I was nearly bored. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking to myself, 
is it something I want to invest in? Episode two, I'm thinking, not feeling it yet. Episode three, here we go. And now I can't turn it off. And I've got one episode left. Mm -hmm. And Michael Keaton is brilliant. Yep. Not only is he brilliant, the story is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's loosely based on fact. Almost all of it is fact. Michael Keaton's portrayal, I think, is an amalgam of, of other people that were involved during this. But when you're talking about the legal stuff and the company and all that, that that is all pretty documented. Another thing I get kind of a kick out of is the Connors. Still funny. Yeah. And this week they brought back one of the characters that was on with another character from shameless and i love shameless it was my probably my favorite show of all time two of the cast from that shows up on the connors and i love the neighborhood with cedric the entertainer it's about a white guy from indiana that moves to a very black part of los angeles i like shows that when i you know turn them off i feel better than when i turned them on yeah you like your sitcoms and you know, modern family, but also you loved uh, what was This Is Us and all of that. You're you got a big heart like that. Ooh, man, This Is Us. I'm going to miss that this fall. Uh, you got anything uh, that you're on in, in a series or just sticking to horror movies? Well, of course, I'm, I've got one episode left this Sunday. The Game of Thrones prequel wraps. I really broke my boyfriend's heart when I explained to him that we were going to get new episodes, but it wasn't going to be probably until 20 late 2023, 2024. And he was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, well, it takes him a while to do that one. And so they are filming for the next season, but I don't know when it's going to be out. I believe the next Yellowstone starts before the end of the year, but the next succession won't be until like, early 2023 i wish i had my wheel handy we could spin the wheel oh you want to spin the wheel well i've got some stories yeah i know let's spin the wheel hold on say let me find okay. the wheel it lands on i need to collect an iou <laughs> flawless execution yes you got a story about an iou i do <laughs> strange you should say that <laughs> you know what this wheel it's almost like it knows what stories i've sent you it's very intuitive we should market this ai so a former new york cab driver recently collected a nine-year-old iou in ireland so he went to Ireland to collect the IOU. What did he get? It must have been huge. It was. It was two pints of Guinness. He went to Ireland for Guinness? Yes, he did. And who owed him an IOU of Guinness? Okay, so John McDonough of New York was driving cab at 4 o'clock in the morning back in 2013, and he picked up Shane Gaffney, who is a Dublin resident. Well, Shane was out of cash. He didn't have enough money to pay for the taxi. So Shane said... Hey, I own a bar in Dublin. And so anytime you come to Ireland, I will buy you a couple of pints to pay you back. And so they worked out with, you know, inflation and the exchange rate and all that stuff that the cab fare worked out to be about two pints of uh, Guinness. 
So McDonough finally made his way to Ireland nine years later. And uh, he went and actually looked this guy up, went to his bar. And Shane was so excited. He had found out that he was coming. They hung a banner. They made a big deal. All the locals came out to celebrate him and toast him and his two pints that he had in Guinness. So I think that's adorable. That's a pretty cool story. And, you know, the real reason he went to Ireland wasn't just for the Guinness. He had done a uh, a screenplay mm-hmm. about all of his years of being a cab driver. Yes. And that's the reason I'm trying to get Ray, a handicapped cab driver in Las Vegas, Nevada, to be on this show because he's got a million stories. He and I are friends. He picked me up one time and uh, he's a football guy. And I called him. I said, why don't you be on the podcast? I go, you got great stories. He's got celebrities that have thrown up in his cab. Awesome. He, he, oh, he's got I like want those million. stories for sure. Who oh, puked he- and what did it smell like? It lands on, would you ever get a billboard for something? <laughs> would you ever get a billboard for something? <laughs> these are so random there's no way you've got a story ready for would you get a billboard for something you are so wrong dude (laughs) i knew you were going to do that i knew you wanted a billboard story so these guys in utah were having a little bit of fun this dude in salt lake city area got a billboard he found out that the band weezer was coming to town and he thought it would just be funny to take out a billboard that just simply said weezer just the band's name. Uh, this is Corey Wynn. He's the CEO and founder of an online t-shirt retailer. And so he paid to have the billboard put up in June. Him and his partner, Creed Stump, thought it would be funny to put the band's name on the billboard in the worst font ever. And it is a pretty ugly font. So to them, they thought it was funny. It went on TikTok. It got viral, blah, 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 blah. Well, someone actually shared it with Weezer. And Weezer, the band, bought a billboard a couple blocks down from Corey's that says, thanks to whoever bought the billboard down the road. Weezer. That is a beautiful thing. I think it's adorable. And And I'm so glad it came up on the wheel. And it lands. <laughs> I got my foot stuck in a massage chair. <laughs> I got my foot stuck this in a massage chair. This wheel is going to replace me. This wheel is going to do my job for me. How does the wheel know this? How does the wheel know all my stories? Quit trying to scoop me, wheel. <laughs> in Florida, some firefighters were called for a rescue mission that they'd never really been on before. It was pretty unusual. They had, were summoned to assist a woman whose foot became stuck in a massage chair. <laughs> you know, it's the one that's supposed to like you sit in it and then it's got the ones for your legs that do like your calves and stuff like that sure. and flex them back and forth. <laughs> well, they got stuck with her foot and her leg in it and she couldn't get out. So they didn't know who to call. So they called the fire department but get this, the fire department had to cut off power and they had to use a grinder uh, to go through the steel rods holding the chair's rollers in place 
they didn't quite have to use the jaws of life, but it sounds like almost the one was examined by paramedics and released at the scene. But it made me think of like, what was the last thing you got stuck in? I've been fortunate not to be stuck in too many things. Okay. But the thing that I hated most, and I've been there a lot and I get stuck there a lot mm-hmm. is in an MRI machine. Yeah. I've only oh. had one. They're not fun. The last one I had was two hours and 40 minutes. Oh my God. It was forever. I told him, load me up on Valium. Don't give me no starter dose. This yeah. is for the big boy right here. Right. Moon's <laughs> got like... a tolerance over here. Come on. <laughs> Don't give me that pussy shit. I need the good stuff. Go behind the counter. And they gave me enough to get me started, but about two hours and 20 minutes in, I kind of, you know, became more aware and oh my god mm-hmm. as a matter of fact the day we schedule an mri is the day i start having panic attacks so i'll be like just don't even talk about it just call me like a week before <laughs> yeah well it's a real thing and they're not in the room with you and i remember doing mine and just trying to remember like they're there they're observing you even though you're not seeing them, someone's watching. Someone's making sure that it's okay. And then yeah. I remember I was like really, really uncomfortable on the one side. And I and I was like, hey, hey. And I started kind of talking. And then no one answered. I'm like, this would be a very bad time for the power to go out to this building. I need to be sedated, fully sedated. I mean, I tell them, I know that a lot of people don't agree with general anesthesia. <laughs> I said, but I was generally anesthetized in all the way from like mid seventies, all the way up to 87. I think it was. If you don't think I can handle one more bump, come on. Yeah. I would like to be an anesthesiologist. I'm sure you would, but you know, <laughs> the thing is you got to leave the stuff at work, dude. You just come home and make your own cocktails. Dope sick. Here we go again. Oh yeah. That would be just what you need is, yeah. is some access and some authority in a medical field. Oh God. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're every Monday they're coming in like, why is it empty? Why is the thing empty? I had um, somebody the other day say, I'd like to be a pharmacy tech. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, God, maybe I could be one of those. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, nah, that'd be a great idea for you. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Might be time to call the sponsor today, Moon. I'm just saying. Interesting thing. Uh, years ago when I worked for uh, Keller Williams, I was down at a training thing in Austin, Texas. And I met this guy who was one of their trainers, really nice kid. And he was also really into computer stuff, right? And he bought domain names before anybody knew what the heck domain names were. Really like mid 90s, early 90s. One of the ones he bought was space.com. He sold that domain name to NASA and he got a very large, a very large sum of money for that domain name. And he never owned anything. So whenever I think of a good domain name, I buy it just in case someone else comes up with a great idea and wants to buy it from me. Sure. Yeah. You're a squatter. Yeah, you are. You're basically squatting on, you know, squatting on someone's possible dream. I don't know. I don't get a lot of requests. Have have people been hitting up asking you to release the domain name of Moon Pee Jug and Hobbs? It is hot. I did get uh, an analytics thing the other day where we have had more than 1,200 people visit 
moonpjugandhops.com. Yeah, so that'd be 1,200 people uh, unless there's six of them that log on a lot. <laughs> well, they should be able to tell you whether they're unique visitors and they should also be able to tell you where they came from and all that. I would love to see the analytics of it. I did that on my personal website not that long ago where you go in and it tells you where your web traffic comes from. And that's always really interesting because for a while there, I had a real spike in Poland. A lot of people in Poland were checking out TiffanyNorton.com. I'm number one in Warsaw. Are you? I'm trying. I'm trying to get there. Oof. It's tough. It's a tough market. I think we've talked about everything we're talking about. I think we have. I don't know exactly if there was anything in there that we can keep or not. But (laughs) I guess you'll have to listen to find out. Oh, you already did. That's how why you got here. Oh, right? poor thing. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Let's put this show out of its misery. <laughs>